had faith. I was like, no, I can. I believe in my dreams. God's gonna make it happen. And then I booked my first job at 18, which was with Beyonce. Nice. Crazy in Love. That wow. was my first, yeah. The, the that music video? video. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the I, Crazy in Love yeah, music video? That was my first job. <laughs> Charlene. Hi. How's life? Life is great. What what do you love about life? Um, I love life's opportunities. I love that, you know, God chose me at a time like now to be here. Um, And yeah, it's an interesting time in the world and I get to be here during it. It's cool. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, you've been choreographing and doing great works for a long time. And now you're also on tour. Mm-hmm. The very important artist. Tell us about that. How's that journey been working with Lizzo? Well, I, yeah, so amazing. I've been working with her since 2019. And then, you know, that whole thing happened where we all had to stay home. Yeah. Oh, really that sucked. thing. Yeah, that little thing. Um, but yeah, working with her has been amazing because I, I'll be 39 this year and I had booked my first dance job 20 years ago. So, wow. Yeah. I, my first job was when I was 18. And um, I've always been like a thick, girl like curvy girl and it was the first time on a job that it was celebrated and I was like oh wow I can just focus on dancing whereas in a lot of other jobs I had to focus on like what I looked like and if everything was okay and that's not me bashing any other jobs because I know it's a different time now right you know but it's so nice to just be celebrated for just my work and not have to worry about These other things, because sometimes on other jobs, I would not be able to just enjoy the process because I'd be so worried about what do I look like? Do I look okay? Am I am I getting too fat? Am I getting too skinny? Am I did it? And it it can kind of mess with your mind a little bit, you know. So well, the standards of beauty are always changing and fluctuating. It's like something is in one season, then it's not, and it gets a lot of people to like not love our own bodies, right? Because it's like. What's the new thing this year? That part. I'm right? I, I heard that skinny's in again or something. I don't even know anymore. I'm just like, what is happening? I just yeah. love I've I have two parents that love me so much. So I wasn't insecure so much about it until other people started to make me insecure. So on these jobs, I was like Like overtly or I mean, yeah, like I would really? be told, pulled to the side, like you have to lose ten pounds or like don't eat. <laughs> Oh, they actually say that to you straight up? I would get pinched on this one job, the manager, and I'm not like a cancel culture. I'm never going to like call anybody out on stuff like that because it was a different time. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, they would directly look at you in your face and say, you need to lose weight. Yeah. I had a manager that would pinch me and say, what is this? Like right before I got on stage. Yeah. A lot of my career, on almost every job, I had an artist that literally vouched for my body type. Um major artist. I don't know if I should say it because it's like, then he's like, oh, you know, that was the management. But her manager at the time was like, she's just so fat. She's so fat on camera. If I, first of all, when I look at myself back then, I'm like, oh, can I please fit into those jeans now? (laughs) Like I wasn't even a big girl, but they were like, she's fat on camera. And this artist was like, no, she's not. She's beautiful. I want her. We're keeping her because they had brought a girl in to replace me. That was like, this big. And then I was like, I just thought I was coming to rehearsal today. So that can, as a woman in the industry, really like mess with you. And I just love dancing so much. And I was like, man, I just want to dance. But then when I was dancing in that moment, even if someone pinched me right before, once I started dancing and I got on that stage, I was, I was very happy. And I, I didn't think about it while I was dancing. But then the minute I would get off stage, I'll be like, 
<laughs> it seems so trippy mm-hmm. now because things have kind of progressed a lot, especially in the last yes. couple of years, right? To think that that's just acceptable part of management. It was back in the day. Yeah. Like there's not even a low key thing. It's like, no, 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 we're, this is how we manage. Like it's yeah. like a overt yeah. thing to be done. Uh-huh. And it would be sometimes done in front of the other dancers and you're kind of embarrassed. I was doing um, one job and the the stylist was like, oh, I didn't know we're going to have plus size dancers and the choreographer at the time. um, She was like, she's not plus size. What are you talking about? And if she was, what's the problem? I was a size eight. (laughs) I was like, what? I'm just, I have hips, you know? So even if I'm small on top, I'm always going to be a little thicker on the bottom. And now that I'm older and I love myself in a new way, those comments don't offend me because I'm like, I look, amazing <laughs> regardless yeah. of what size I am but and you now, had to work to get to this point I had to work to get to this point because of the industry and now working with someone in this industry that validates my my beauty like the inside and the outside it's just so refreshing and it's honestly and this is me not putting down sure. any of the other camps because a lot of the times the artists I worked with were so nice but it was like the camp you know it was the <laughs> management yeah. and things like that that usually stressed you out um this is like the first camp and environment that I've ever felt the safest like in really? all regards from management to the artist to the makeup to the styling to the other dancers yeah. choreographers people don't know that just because you're working with a certain celebrity it doesn't uh-huh. mean that it's all glitz and glamour with you and them mm-hmm. most of your time is interacting with the rest of the crew yeah. Yeah, exactly. when I was on tour with the first rapper I worked with as well, me and him got along great, but he had this entourage member mm-hmm. who technically didn't do anything, but just kept trying to boss me mm-hmm. around and try to cuss me out in front of people. And I'm just like, no. like, he, just like a homie, you know what yeah. I mean? That would just give me a hard time. And it's like, I had to leave that tour because it was just like, this is crazy. It's not healthy, yeah. Yeah, but then people are like, well, weren't you working with such and such? It's like, yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not just that. It's the whole The whole picture, team. yeah. Yeah, it's important to put good people around you. Honestly, she has such a great team, and I'm not just saying that. Like yeah. she, and she's such a kind and phenomenal woman. Like I honestly love her so much, and I'm so thankful to be able to be like a part of her team and the movement that she's doing. I don't think it's just about body, but she is like I say, it's like MC Hammer on sparkles. Yeah, <laughs> like we're just like super turned up, and it's just happy and. You know, because I am like a woman of faith too. In the secular dance industry, it's hard to yeah. say yes to every job, and in this job, it's like safe. It's happy, and she won't even make me do things that I'm not comfortable doing. She's like, I uh, know, Shirley's not gonna wear that. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> so, good. Yeah, that's really cool. What was it like when you first met Lizzo in person? Um, it was an audition, and I had just I was living in New York, and God put on my heart to come back to LA like quick. And I was like, okay. He's like, I have something for you. Okay. And then my agent, I went to meet with them like to choreography because I'm getting older now. You know, I think I was like 33, 34. Yeah. It's like, let's focus more on choreo, <laughs> you know, workshops. And they were like, but you'll still dance audition, right? And I was like, yeah, girl. But I didn't think they were going to send me out on something. That next week they sent me out on Lizzo. Wow. Yeah. And I looked her up and I was like, okay, she looks fun. Oh, she thick. She going to like that I'm thick. <laughs> and so I went in there and I, I'm kind of the kind of person that like, I hide in the back. Yeah. Because I'm kind of. Okay, I don't want to say I'm shy because like right now you're like, there's no way she's shy, but I'm reserved. That's a good word. I'm very uh, reserved yes. until I'm comfortable. So I was like, in the back and um, I auditioned. I remember she liked my outfit. She's like, come here. I was like, she, she touched my little outfit. She's like, you cute, you know? I was like, <laughs> and um, yeah, 
did she book to be? I always tell people, I'm like, you never know like when, where, why, or how, like timing. Yes. And also favor, because I'm in a, a believer. So I believe like you have favor, we have favor on us. And like, I'm technically, I'm, I was the oldest definitely that day. I was the oldest in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just hadn't even auditioned in a long time, you know? And I just, it was just God's time. It was just like, this is it. We're going to do it. And Perfect timing. It happened. And the one show, the Ellen show was the first show I did with her. Yeah. Turned into multiple shows and I'm still around. <laughs> it's so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm still dancing. That's so cool. <laughs> it's 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 so nice to see more love and acceptance yeah. becoming a thing. You 100%. know, before it used to be such a rare thing, but now we're realizing that's like that's part of living. I guess almost like in a faithful way, right? Is also seeing through the eyes of God, which is seeing the beauty in everything, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's what it represents, yeah. right? It's self-love and expression. Yeah, and that is her whole thing. It's like, that's the tour theme. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> Sparkles. That's great. <laughs> Has your family gone to see a show yet? My, my dad's seen some of the older shows. Okay. He didn't see this recent show. My mom came to the show that we just had at the forum. Okay. She was there getting her little boogie on. She's 78. Oh, wow. Yeah. She had me at 40. So she'd be, oh, 79. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. It, does she, but, does she like She's hip old. on like what's going on? Like she understands the game and yeah. how dope oh, it is no, that yeah. you're doing she, this? Yeah. Sometimes it's really funny to me because my mom's a very young for her age. Yeah. I mean, she can still touch her toes. I'd be like, okay, go mom. I mean, like, yeah, just like you, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, I hope I'll be like that too. But she'd be saying something I don't know. I'm like, mom, she's like, oh, you didn't see that on the internet? This is what's going on. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it's so cute so, yeah. watching parents get down with the internet. It's so cute. I had this little video because my friend took her and she was just like rocking in a jam. And so I'm glad she was up and boogieing. <laughs> I always, it makes me happy to see old people having fun. 100%. Like whenever you see there's like a, you know, a, a dance at a wedding or something, there'll be like that one super old guy or woman who's like getting down mm-hmm. and they're just like, they don't give a fuck. They're yeah, just enjoying Yeah, because they're like life. babies, yes. <laughs> but they're adults. <laughs> yeah. I, there was this little old lady in the CVS parking lot in Burbank yesterday. I was yeah. running errands and these people were playing like the polka outside, like saying I need money for oh, okay. my kid. And this little old lady, she was like, oh, I lie. This is from my country. And she got out the car and started dancing. I was like, I'm going to dance with her. So I started dancing with this little old lady in the street. And it was her joy because it was like this innocence. Yes. It's like when they're ki- like babies and old people are just like so innocent and like, oh, a little nugget. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they get back to what really matters. Mm-hmm. It's just making the most out of every little yep. moment. Yep. I remember I went to go see a stand-up comedy show. It was kind of like a raunchy show. And there was this old couple in the audience. I just kept looking back at them, just seeing if they were laughing. And they were like, I don't know. It just, I love it. <laughs> it seeing anybody genuinely have a good time. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the cool things about the internet is that there's a lot of crazy stuff about it too. But also the fact that we can see random people yeah. around the world being quirky at mm-hmm. home. Right? Because when you when you think of the world and it being like a scary place, which it can be, and it is, right? Mm-hmm. And we're kind of programmed to be in defense mode, right? Because there technically is a lot to, to defend from. Yeah. That we can forget that also some of these people are just dancing in their living room. <laughs> 100%. You know, that it's like... It would be nice if the yeah. dance community kind of connected back to that a little bit. Sometimes we start to get so... It's a job. We have to be so good and some of the joy got gets taken out of it. Yeah. Um, I see it and it makes me a little sad. It becomes so like robotic and competitive where... 
we all started dancing because of that little kid in us, you know? Yes. Yeah. Just feeling the beat and just yeah. letting it, mm-hmm. <laughs> letting it go through. 100%. Now, do you still want to choreograph and teach? Yes. Um, I, there was like a, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I recently actually, uh, I laid down my classes because I would teach like weekly classes and stuff mm-hmm. a lot. And, um, it was just on my heart to lay them down. So I'm going to just do like little pop-up classes here and there. And I want to like start more of um, God Put On My Heart, like this nonprofit and kind of pour into that a little bit more. And doing, yeah, like tonight I have a free class. So instead of like, and this, I'm so thankful for these other studios and everything, but I just, with where like God's taking me, I can make revenue other ways and just to be able to like do free class and and talk about God. Oh yeah. And then I can talk about God freely. Yeah. And people just come dance, clean music. Um, I've always kind of had, since I rededicated my life to the Lord when I was like 27, it was about the last five years, I was a little bit like, uh, teaching heels class. It was always on my heart, like back and forth. It's hard. Cause I'm also, I'm abstinent. So I'm waiting until marriage. Okay. I mean, From 27? Uh, yeah, 27. It started at 26, but the first year I did a couple oopsies. <laughs> I was like, it's hard. But yeah, like 27, 27, So almost 10 years celibate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Abstinent. I heard that absent and celibate is different. Absent means you're waiting until marriage. Celibate means never again. And Oh, really? That's, that's... what I that's what I just learned. Oh, I didn't know that. But but so you've been absent yeah. for almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, so teaching heals and it's become and this is me not saying anything bad about sure. anyone. And whatever people choose that's their choice. Like I'm not a Christian that judges anyone, but I do know what God puts on my heart, right? Yes. So that intimate relationship that I have with the Lord, the more I spend time with him, it's like a marriage, right? When a husband and a wife are super united. Even if Drake's walk Drake. <laughs> I would say Drake cuz every girl's like Drake, you know. <laughs> if Drake walks by, it's not as exciting as it would have been maybe mm. when even if you and that person just first started dating. Right. Like that husband that maybe in the <clears> beginning <throat> beginning when they were dating and Drake hits on you, you're like Ooh, Drake just hit on me because you're not so yoked up, right? But now that you're like yoked up and so in love and engulfed in that person, like you know that person's thoughts. You know what that person wants for you. You know what that person needs for you. That person's like a covering. So for me, God, the deeper and deeper that I get with him and just love on him and he loves me so much. He loves me so much. I just, certain things don't taste the same. Yeah. And um, I actually started studying ministry earlier last year. And then it was just like end of last year, God was like, it's not what I need from you anymore. You can teach heels class every now and then, but that's not like your title anymore. And you have to kind of, not title, identity. That's mm. a better word. And I think what happens is in this industry, we allow people to give us an identity. Right. And I started heels classes so long ago. There was no heels classes in the dance studio, by the way. I was the first person to start like a weekly heels class. Really? Yeah. And all an accident because I was so awkward in my heels. I felt like a Bambi in a deer <laughs> headlight because I was a hip hop dancer. Yeah. I would take like hip hop class in my heels and people like, oh, you should teach that. And I was like, oh no, I'll be a horrible teacher. You want me to make up stuff and remember it and then teach it? <laughs> no, I just want, I, I'm just trying to learn steps. Yeah. And um, long story short, I did it and it became a thing. And um, some of the people that became teachers like Jersey and Bryn, those were my subs. And I was like, yeah, give them a slot. When I moved to New York, I said, give Bryn my slot. Um, And it's so cool to see what's happened. But what I also have seen happen back 
12, 13 years ago when I was doing it, yeah. I was a hip hop girl. So I was just like doing hip hop choreography in a heel. Now it's like a whole movement and a type of movement that I'm not comfortable doing. Mm. And it's like Shirley and Heels teacher, Shirley and Heels teacher, but <clears> Heels <throat> became such a, not a shoe, but a style that if my kid did, I would snatch her by the back of the head mm. and be like, you gonna come out. I don't have a kid yet. Still looking for a future Can I husband. ask what, <laughs> when you decide to dedicate your life to God, Yeah. can we talk about that? And the, what, what was the catalyst that led to that? Oh yeah. Um, I'm real transparent about, especially that. I did not grow up like in a faith house. Okay. Um, but there was like a church down the street. So I started going to church as a kid. Okay. And my parents- On your were, own? On my own. Because mm. I was like, ooh, they wearing dresses. I want to wear a dress. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love to dress up. And um, went with my friends on the block, you know, back in the day when you have friends on the block and you yeah. all met up. And then I was kind of evangelizing because I was like, let's all go. It's fun. Arts and craft. We get to sing and dance and talk about Jesus. And- uh, so yeah, that's how it started. My parents started to go to church. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we should maybe go with our kid." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." Um, I got saved when I was 14, and then my parents, my dad, he didn't make a lot of money when I was a young kid. Like he was a used car salesman, but okay. then he started to get really successful in finance. So they put me in private school. I opted for. I was like Christian because now I'm learning about Jesus. Right. They put me at Village Christian because I'm from LA. Village Christian is Sun Valley. Shout out BCS. And I started going there from fifth grade. So I had faith, but not a relationship. It's two different things. So I believed in God. I was like, okay, God is real, Jesus. I was a goody two-shoes, all that stuff. And then I started dancing in high school. That was also a thing because I tried out for my team, didn't make it. I was like, oh, this is hard. So then I tried again, worked really hard, made the team. The girl was like, maybe we should go to class because you're really slow at picking it up. Went to Millennium and I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So with God and like, I had faith. I was like, no, I can, I believe in my dreams. God's going to make it happen. And then I booked my first job at 18, which was the Beyonce. Nice. Crazy in Love. That wow. was my first, yeah. The, the that music video? video. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then the I, Crazy in yeah, Love music video? That was my first job. What? <laughs> History. Yeah. And uh, first time in heels too. Like I never had danced in a heel until really? that audition. That's Who how choreographed that? Frank Gatson oh, and Lavelle Smith. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm so thankful for Frank. He blessed me so much in my career. Um, shout out to Frank. Shout out to Frank Gatson, one of the greats. He's iconic. Um, yeah. And so I was like this Christian girl, now a dancer. And I wish I had someone like me around back then. Not saying a new one in the room wasn't, but they weren't sharing that side of them. And you know, temptation starts to happen and all the things that I said I wouldn't do, I did. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna be a virgin. I'm never going to drink. I'm never gonna do drugs. Well, you know, weed, drinking, sex, mm -hmm. like the dance community. Yeah. Did it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> like, hey, oh, we, I think we we all we've um, all had our experimentation phase. Yeah, I mean, uh, not everyone. Like my best friend married her high school sweetheart, and like she's. But that's more rare now. It's so rare, but it happens. Yes. Um, but yeah, I uh, was doing everything, got in this horrible, just just horrible relationship, um, and uh, I forgive that person. 
This is like between 18 and 21. It's like early. Yeah, yeah. this is. Oh, I was 19 when I started dating this yeah. guy. Now I'm 18. I'm out here making money. Back in the day, it was even more money because my rent was only 12.50 a month yeah. for a two plus two in Burbank. Listen, <sighs> oh I know. Oh my god. <laughs> and we still making the same amount of money. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, dancer checks like. What's happening? Yeah. But um, yeah. So back when you're making like twelve thousand a month, back at that type of budget, I was out here. Yeah. Listen, I started going to the clubs. I was out here, like same out here, sitting next to Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton, like at like yeah. eighteen, nineteen, started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And it's very intoxicating. Yeah, the world is the whole, not just the actual substances, but that whole vibe. That whole like yeah. you're so cool, and I was not cool, right? So. In high school, like I wasn't the cool girl, mm. you know. I was kind of a goody two shoes nerd. None of the guys liked me. <sighs> Not shout out to VCS for that, but the hip hop guys liked me. They were like, yeah. "No, you cute." I was like, "Oh, I'm cute, okay." <laughs> so finally, getting that attention, it started to have me go down the exact opposite road that I was going towards, and um, I lost relationship. I had faith in the back of my mind, but it was like back, back, back. Right. It was and, like a, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, God's real. Whatever. Nah. That's cuss. what you mean between uh, having faith and, and, a, relationship. and a relationship. A relationship mm -hmm. means there's a constant connection. Yeah. You share, you listen, you tune in. That part. Like when I'm married, like he better call me every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little needy. Maybe when I'm single. Don't say. <laughs> but it's like you check in. You know, it's so funny to me how some people pray like, oh, yeah, I'm a pray. Or... I pray when I need something. Imagine being in a relationship with someone only reaching out to you when you need something. People don't even like that with friendships, right? Yeah. So for me, God, it's not just when I need something. It's I woke up this morning. Oh my gosh, God, I love you so much. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. A lot of my prayers is me just saying how much I love him. And that's a beautiful state to be in, a state of gratitude. Yes, 100%. And when you're in that state of gratitude, things just pour it's like you're because you're so filled up, you just pour yeah. out and you, it's it's res res it resonates. Mm -hmm. It's like a, in the opposite way, when I have a, a, a quote unquote bad day and, and by that I mean where I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. One bad thing causes the next bad thing to happen and mm -hmm. then you spill your coffee and then this happens mm -hmm. and then you forget your charge. It's like a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. Right. But on the days where you're just like. What a beautiful, I can just see the, mm -hmm. the the beauty of life in that moment, whatever it is. Even if you have a flat tire, you could say, well, thank God I didn't get into an accident. And or thank whatever. God I got AAA. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yes. I think that's the most attractive state to be in mm -hmm. for friendship, for business, yep. for anything. It's when somebody's yeah, grateful. Yeah, like even how you said spill your coffee. I think when you're in that gratitude state, you spill the coffee and you're like, oh, well, good thing I got some uh, yeah. a washer dryer at home. Yeah, you could stop it right there yeah. and just, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Doop to doop. Yeah, 100%. Uh -huh. And that's what God did for me. And so when I, yeah, when I was going the opposite way, my family, when I was like 26, um, recession, remember that recession that happened? In 08? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It started to hit my family mm. around, it was like 2010. Yeah, because your dad was in sales. Yeah, finance. And right. he, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, real estate and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's when yeah. subprime mortgage, the stuff happened. And, and my dad is like the provider. My mom was a housewife. My dad took care of my mom, my grandma, mm -hmm. like e take care of my aunt. My dad's one of those people. He takes care of everybody. Yeah. He's so selfless. Um, I literally have like the best dad. I love him so much. Um, that's I'm his, great. Yeah. I'm his only child too. So we know how that goes. <laughs> that's going to play in great for when you get your husband. And that's why I'm also really picky. <laughs> I'm like, I have a good dad. So. As you should be. Period. I think people in general should be more picky. 100%. Especially being abstinent. Like it takes a certain type of person that's like 
down for that. <laughs> ah, so he's going to be a good guy, a great guy. But um, yeah, so, but yeah, my my dad, like we lost everything. The house I grew up in, like it was really hard. My mom had to come and move in with me with the three dogs in my apartment. Wow. And from the outside, everyone probably thought I was living my best life because I had my Mercedes and I was right. a working dancer and to do, but. They don't know the they struggles. They had no idea. I had just left that really horrible relationship that I had talked about earlier. Sure. Ugh. So I was very broken, right? So then I had left that relationship. Now I'm smoking a lot more weed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like really sad. But from the outside, everyone just thought I was happy because I was working. Now my parents lost everything. My mom's living with me. Me and my mom sometimes. God bless her heart, but we, <laughs> we clash. Oh my gosh. So then I'm dealing yeah. with that and I'm like, it was really hard. And I remember I had gotten in a fight with a friend at the time that I really loved and it hurt me because she had said she would go hang out with me and then like skip me for her boyfriend. And I was just like, I need a friend right now. And I remember just being so angry. I've never been that angry in my life. I was mm. so angry. I felt like nobody was there for me. And I, I remember I hung up on her and I like, I freaked out and I was screaming and crying and I dropped to the floor. I was like shaking, like kind of like, and I was like, God, if you're real, do something right now because I can't do this anymore. And I was screaming and I didn't have a lot of money at the time too. So I was working a lot, but I was providing yeah. and I felt like I had $20 in the bank at all times. And which is a weird feeling even when you know when, you're grossing a lot and, and you're I was like, like, where's it all going? Uh, and I'm yeah. helping feed my mom, but my dad's doing the best he can. And he, as a man that has provided for me and my family my whole life, I mean, putting yeah. me in private schools. The time he was living like in the same neighborhood as Bill Gates in Seattle, like things were fine, you yeah. know? And then they weren't, it was like, when you have a lot and you lose a lot, it's a different, it's a lot different. Mm -hmm. And um, literally as I was screaming, I get a phone call from my agent. I was like, <sighs> and I answer the phone. She's like, yeah, you booked a national Pepsi commercial for the Super Bowl. I was like, but I didn't audition for anything. She's like, yeah, it's this director you auditioned for like a year ago for Reebok. He just wanted to direct book you. I was like, oh my God, I really need this money. Wow. And I was like, wait, God. I, I just yelled at you to do something and you just called. I know that Lisa's not God, but wait, Lisa's my agent. That same week, one of my friends goes, you know, Shalene, your heart, the way you love people, it gives me like you believe in Jesus. I was like, yes. <laughs> and she was like, do you want to go to church with me this week? I feel like I'm supposed to ask you. Kid you not, that's what happened. And I was like, I don't believe in coincidence. Mm. And I was like, what? And so I went to One LA at the time. It was called something else. I forgot. I think it's called One Church. And I still consider that my home church. Yeah. And I went in there and I felt the presence of God in a way that I had never felt it. And I was literally getting like little goosebump feelings. And I was crying. I was weeping. I was at the altar, like asking God to forgive me. And uh, he was like, if anyone wants to accept the Lord as your savior and like, or they strayed, like, let me know. And I was like, me, I want him back. Like, I just, I'm sold out again for Jesus. Like, what do I need to do? And I remember all of a sudden, like, you know, when the little tray goes by, I was like, I feel Jesus. I only got $20 in the bank and I got $5 cash. And I was like, you know what? Boom. And I put it in just on faith. And then Bobby Newberry starts calling me and I was like, I'm in church. He was like, are you free? And then it was like a booking for the next day. Wow. And God, not that I believe in like, sure, you know, God, he gives you money, but he gives us our needs just to show us like, I'm father, I'm here. I was waiting on you to call on me. And he just, 
I was like, that money that I need to pay rent tomorrow, like I just got it. And then my agent was like, we'll upfront some of the money for you. I was like, wait, what? And they knew what I was going through with my family. She's been my agent since I was 18. And Is that was, Lisa from uh, GoTo? Yeah. Um, shout out yeah. to her. Yeah, shout out to her. I, they're like family. They, yeah. they know so much. Um, yeah, and uh, that was the beginning of us dating, right? Me and God. And I would literally like put my Bible next to my bed and I was like, I was still smoking weed. I was going to church high, like, oh, hallelujah. You know, it, it took me some time. Not that, and that's the thing is, is that that's why I'm not one of those Christians that tries to say what is good and what is bad. What is good to me is my relationship with the Lord, because that is what's revealed to me, what I can and cannot do, yeah. what is good for me, you know, what he needs for me to be a better version for me, for him. And now we're just like, we're, I'm all in. Um, I'm back to how I was in high school again. You know, like in that. My purity, not mm. just like sexually, but my purity and the way I look at life. That's great. Yeah. It's like it upgraded the filter that you see the world through. Mm -hmm. I could get emotional. Yeah. Like. What uh, does compassion mean to you? Just loving people. Like the way you know that we're supposed to love without needing anything in return. I'm, I remember one time I had a conversation. Someone said, there's no such thing as unconditional love until you have a child. I was like, that's not true. It's not true. You can unconditionally love every single person you meet, even in an instant. Yeah, because it's about you. It's about, it's about your ability yeah. to love. And that's not the same thing as accepting everything they do. If somebody's doing something harmful to you yeah. or whatever, right? Like you can like judo block somebody from hurting you mm -hmm. <laughs> while still loving them and understanding that nobody naturally wants to inflict pain on anybody else. It's really just a reflection of how they're feeling. And yeah. the truth is most people are dealing with so much pain yeah. and unresolved trauma. Like now when I think back to the first relationships I had in LA when I first got here, now now looking back at it after going doing years of therapy, I'm like, oh my God, we were mm -hmm. just taking our traumas out on each other yep. and neediness and, 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 and attachment styles and everything. And it's like, wow, it's, it's, people are going through shit. Yeah. I like Especially that it's now. become more acceptable to publicly be vulnerable. Yeah. Like even what you said about, you know, back when you were making all more money and, but you were, yeah. weren't seeing much of it, right? Like so many times I've been in that same boat as well, but it's like, it's weird. You don't want to let people know mm -hmm. that you're struggling. We just want them to see the Mercedes and to be like, he's doing great, you know? <laughs> but the reality is life is full of, people are struggling mm -hmm. and winging it. Mm -hmm. Most people. Yeah. It's in funny. jobs too. Cause I don't have a Mercedes no more. Yeah. And I have a lot more in my bank account yeah. than I did when I had my Mercedes. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's funny how I, you start to look at life when you get a little bit more wisdom. <laughs> and what actually matters, mm -hmm. you know? But at the same time, I don't know how you feel, but I'm grateful that I went through the periods of trying those things to understand what's not for me. Yep. You know, even when it came to relationships and all that, I remember feeling inadequate. And I thought, well, if I'm dating this kind of girl, mm. I will be more accepted or whatever, right? And then I look back on it and it's like, oh, well, I mean, not that I didn't like them, but it's like, oh, I was doing that to make up for how I felt, mm. you know, or I was, you know, like each one had kind of like a different reason for it. Right. And, then, and now I realize that so much of what I was doing was to make myself feel okay with being me. Right. Like, oh, I feel insecure at this party. You know, maybe if I take Molly, I'll be extra nice to everybody. And then they'll accept me and I'm talkative because yeah. I, and then you realize, no, you just wanted to connect. Oh, that's what you wanted. So good. Yeah. 
All right. It, it's, it's, that's really all we, we want is 100%. love and connection. And no one was ever meant to be alone, whether that be in relationship, friendship, you know what I mean? Marriage, anything like no human was meant to be alone. And I'm a firm believer of when you feel alone and isolated, that's when like things can get to people, you know, sometimes we're not alone, but we think we're alone. And that's when I think depression and all these things that are happening in the world start to begin because without fellowship and connection with other people is you're just not living you know that's something i've always appreciated about um religions and that it creates a sense of community mm -hmm. and it gives an ideal to strive for mm -hmm. right no matter what religion it is the, the concept of it is that hey we believe in the higher power and that there is an example of teachings of somebody who did it the best Mm -hmm. And like, okay, well, we're capable of trying to, to, to live like that, right? And yeah. I don't know. For me, I've um, I've always been extra hard on myself. Mm. You know, like I give everybody else a lot of grace. I'm like, oh no, he didn't mean that. Oh no, she didn't mean that. Da, da, da. But then for me, it gets so hard. But then it's like when I tune into that God perspective, it's a compassionate but truthful yeah. perspective. Mm -hmm. It's not compassionate like it's sugarcoating. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's a, it's more of a tune of like seeing the best in somebody yeah, and knowing that if you nurture it properly, including mm -hmm. myself, mm -hmm. if I see the best in myself and if I nurture it, it's it's a lot of good can come from it. 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hard on myself, too, sometimes when I have to like chill on that. I'm like, wait, OK. And that just stems from childhood, because mm -hmm. even even with my faith, you know, I still like I'm no one's perfect. Right. We're trying to be. The like I what I'm trying to do is Jesus is my example and mm -hmm. I want to like walk like Jesus as much as I can. But I'm not Jesus, I'm his bloodline, but I'm not Jesus. And so sometimes I do get hard on myself. The one thing for me is because I've dealt with that spirit of rejection, you know, not being the the pretty girl or the girl. Even once I started booking jobs, like something was wrong with me, like mm -hmm. oh, your body or you 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 have the least technique and da -da -da, like that spirit of rejection of not feeling like, do I belong here has caused for me sometimes like, well, I'm just going to work extra hard in that perfection. Like I got to do so good. I can't mess up. Da, da, da. And, and now I'm finally in a place in my life where I can be like, eh, chill. You know, you're doing your best. Like you are working so hard. So don't do the most just as a way to cope with the stress. Yeah. Just do it's your one thing best. To get, to, to get motivated, to, to improve. That's that's a great thing overall. Yeah, right? work ethic is a good thing. <laughs> but the same to you, it would be for me when I feel like I needed to overwork. I would take on every single job and not have mm -hmm. any weekends off or whatever, right? And then you're, I'm like, why am I doing it for? It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of becoming detrimental. I like working, but I don't want to do it from a sense of desperation. I prefer to do it from inspiration. Yeah. Come on. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's too... I could tell you're very passionate about your work. It's cool. I love creating. Mm -hmm. My parents were dancers. They both did ballet, classical. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and my stepfather and my sisters. So I really... Do you dance? Uh, I mean, I have rhythm. <laughs> you know, like if we go to the club, I'll I'll get down, but I don't dance. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Brazil. Okay. And then moved to Chicago and that's grew up in the Midwest. cool. Yeah. Do you speak Portuguese? Yes, I follow Portuguese. That's so cool. So you speak English, Portuguese. And and I can cheat Spanish okay, pretty good. Okay, come like, on. We just went to Costa Rica and I got... And I've been watching Narcos a lot, so try to sound like a like a Colombian <laughs> drug a lord. Show. Like it's... 
the way they say it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to do that. We're yeah, not going to live. <laughs> I like the umph that they say it with, you know. <laughs> That's really cool that you're from Brazil. That's cool. I like it. That's I, your name. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's a nickname, <laughs> but it just stuck. You know, it yeah. feels more like me. Yeah. My my government name feels weird. My government name is so weird, but it's is it just, not Charlene? It is Charlene. It's so weird. <laughs> Charlene. It's that's so a, that's grandma. A great name. I mean, it's my mom's older, so it it's it's, it's nah. very 1944. You know what I mean? I'm fine with it. I've no, been but rocking it's swaggy. it. No, no, it's no. swaggy. It's, it's oh, not like no. it's like Olga or something. Yeah, there's like names that for sure me, or Beatrice. It gives right? me like, like that category, but I mean, I'm rocking it. My you last... feel like it's in the Beatrice category. <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> might as well be Blanche. I mean, I was like Charlene. My mom was like, well, yeah. That's what happens because my aunt is Shirley and my grandma's Earlene. You know. I like Shirley. Thank you. I mean, I like it. It doesn't have old sounding like that. <laughs> Liz will be calling me Big Cheryl. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so country, but it's funny. I'm here for it. I just like my name. I was like, Shirlene Quigley. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> It's unique. It is. It is unique. That's it's for sure. <laughs> it's for memorable. <laughs> what are you looking for in a husband? Oh, my gosh. Um, I need, first and foremost, someone that loves the Lord so much. Like, real, like loves God more than he loves me. Like, Jesus specifically. Yes. I Yes. I want him to be a believer in Jesus, that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And he's coming back soon because I'm one of those crazy Christians. I'm like, he is coming back soon. So I need someone that's on that same level. So it's not like we can't have those conversations. Um, I feel like that's I, an important thing. It's so important. And that's not me being, I can have friends of any type of religion. Sure. I can have, like, that's different. But my husband, the, some, the person that I walk down the aisle with to raise our children with, if we're not like-minded, because marriage is more than just love. It's well, it's, a, it's a partnership. It's a collaboration. You yes. gotta have the same same north star. You might have different personal ideas, yeah. but you gotta be aiming in the same direction. The same major things like yeah. faith and how you want to raise your children and the things that you believe. That is so important. Like even like I don't want I don't want him to be a drinker or smoke weed or I things was just gonna like ask that. that. What are the must not haves? Uh, yeah, no drinking, no smoking, no drugs. You wait till marriage. Um, and wait, do that stuff once you're married? <laughs> no, no, no. Wait till you're married to do the no, drugs. No, when we're married, like, woo! <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, I, in the marriage, none of that besides the, you know, obviously, I'm not abstinent when I get married. Right. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for that day. Jeez Louise. Um, no, yeah. The, like, I don't, yeah, those kind of things. I don't, I don't cuss, so I don't want someone that's cussing. Like, Would you want him to also be abs abstinent prior to meeting you? That would be ideal, yeah, because that means we were going. Because I, okay, what if this he becomes is, abstinent once he meets you? He's like, okay, like, I'll wait from now till marriage. Uh, I'm thirty. I'm, I'm gonna be thirty nine this year. So you want him to be a virgin? No, not a virgin. Like I ain't no virgin. <laughs> but you want My him to be at least a couple at me like, years no, you into the into the uh, <laughs> not catalog. That sounded horrible. <laughs> I was not out here like that. But you know what I mean. I'm not a virgin. <laughs> I want him to be. Okay. You want some of the have experience, but be retired. <laughs> yes. Some of the feminists are going to come for me right now. And please don't, please don't come for me, feminists. But I believe like the man is like the head. Okay. And I want yes. him to be like a little stronger in those kind of departments than me, because also let's keep it 100. It's harder for men to be abstinent than a woman. So I need him to be walking in that. 
before he meets me, not because of me. I don't want anyone to do anything because right. of me. Because then he might have resentment of being like, oh, I did this for her or whatever. That yeah. part. I want if everything. If it's already in his belief. Two holes make a hole. I don't want another half. I don't want another half. I'm good. I like me and my dog. I'm out here. We good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am good all by myself. So I don't need anybody. But I know that God has someone for me. So whoever that person is, I just want him to be whole by himself. Because I ain't going to change anything for nobody. Let me tell you that. <laughs> if someone's like, I want you to be a housewife, that's not who I am. So I'm not changing that for anyone. If if God puts on my heart after I have a baby, I could see me wanting to take some time out because of the baby. That's because I I barely want to leave my dog, okay? Right. So I can't imagine <laughs> when I have a baby, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, baby, baby. <laughs> um, so, you know, just little things like that, that's different. But just being on that same accord of like, because, you know, people like, you know, like love is love and like, God is love for me and love is actually a choice. You choose to love somebody every day. You know, it's not because if I was with everyone I was attracted to and loved, I would be married a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, love is more than that. It's, it's, it's foundation. It's, can we choose each other every day? Are we on the same page? Do we give to one another? Not just financially or status, but like, let's say, let's say, Okay, let's put it like this. Let's say I'm a millionaire because I'm going to be in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm a millionaire three years from now. And my husband is a full-time minister and makes, at a small little church, he's making $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that because you know what he does for my family? He covers us with the word. He covers us with a foundation that is so strong that yes. that's giving to me more than I could get from someone that's making $3 million, right? right? Or if it's vice versa, if let's say he's making millions of dollars, okay, and I'm pulling in $10,000 a year. Let's just say something crazy like that. Right. I'm just doing Zoom sessions, okay, from my mm-hmm. house. I don't know. Um, but I wake up at 5 in the morning, and our kids are taken care of. Everything is ready. I pray over our house. Like, I'm giving so much that there's this balance that it's just like, wow, you know, so that we give to each other in such a way that causes that if the rain comes, the anything, we're on such a firm foundation. Like, I need that. Like, loving someone and having fun and all those things, that's great, but you it doesn't a make a level. marriage. I, th- I think yeah. there, there's levels to this whole thing, right? Like, when you're younger, it is about like, oh, she's cute. Yeah. Oh, there's a vibe. It's more about the spark. Yes. And feeling and this. you're like, oh, butterflies. <laughs> but then most of the people I would spark with are people that I wasn't long-term compatible with. It was just in the moment this week, this this feels great. But then it's like, we have two totally different views about this, you know, like. Butterflies go away. Yes. Not in the sense, like when you're really in love with someone, there's still butterflies, but it's a different kind of butterfly. It's a different kind of butterfly. It's- Unconditional love is a different thing, right? Like it's. You know, like what I have with Yanni, it's interesting because it's like it literally feels like it's like, well, I want to protect her heart forever. That feels like it's a part of my mission. That's so awesome. Good. Right? It is. I touch L- and agree. Like that's that's you a, do that. <laughs> that's a, it's a different desire than when it's just a physical thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously we have an amazing physical thing, but it's, um, I've never wanted to deeply protect somebody long term so as a desire. That's right. So good. As like, just the same as like, I would be upset at myself if I, uh, not to compare. Okay, I really care about fur babies. Okay, like if I lost my dog, my heart would break. I'd be like, no, I don't want him in the world without me, without my love there, without. I'm sure he'd be fine, but not. Nah, you know what I mean? It's <sighs> like you're just like, mm. I'm the same. And it's so interesting, right? Because it's like, um, 
I'm with somebody where it feels like almost like we're family already. So good. Right. And it's a kind of a safety, not safety, but I don't know what's the right word for it, but it feels like, oh no, no, you're, you're in my tribe. This mm-hmm. is, this is set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't escape it. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, a, 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 I want the best for you regardless yeah. of what happens. Right. And I think it's been nice to understanding what that means to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Cause before I remember I was in a relationship where I didn't have any friends in LA and I was dating this girl and she introduced me to a bunch of her friends. Okay. So then her friends became my friends. Mm-hmm. And it became a thing to where it was like, oh, if we would ever get into an argument or whatever, she would tell everybody not to talk to me kind of a thing. Oh, that's so and it's not that she was a bad person, but but it was just that kind of a dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then I stayed in it longer because mm-hmm. I was afraid to lose my friend group. Ugh. I was like, well, these are all the people I like to talk to. So if me and her aren't together, then I have no friends. So then I was like with somebody that I wasn't loving yeah. because I wasn't whole. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I get that. Right. It's a decision made from a place of lack. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, um, you know, it's funny because I go back and forth about religion, although now I believe in God more than ever. And, and I definitely connected to the, the, the spirit. And what I notice is that, and you can find different words for it. Call it whatever you want. The feeling is the same. Like, how does a mute deaf person talk to Jesus? It's just a feeling. Yes, because it's spirit. Right? You can change it's the words. Spirit. What it just sounds coming out of your mouth? You know, once we colonize Mars, there's going to be a different word for Jesus. He might be called Bobby or whatever. You're still talking about the same thing. It's like great creator, center of love, right? And um, when I'm in a place of lack and a place of fear, my decisions are so different than when I'm in a place of gratitude. And I go back and forth. There'll be days where I was like, I know this stuff, but it's like, I'm not connecting to my faith, right? Yeah. I'm just thinking of everything that could go wrong. And then I'm making like survivalist type of moves mm-hmm. in the relationships and the connections. But like yesterday, um, I sat in the hammock and I was just looking at these two birds and they were just like these two little, little lovebirds. And I just filmed them for like 10 minutes and it was just so beautiful. And I just, I, I kind of zeroed in on just the moment and I just saw the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And that lens to me feels like that's like a godly lens Yeah. of just being like, wow, look at, look at the, I'm so grateful for this moment and just seeing that all, all these beautiful creations. And I just want to operate more from that perspective and notice same. when I'm getting away from it. Yeah, same. And what's really cool too is that when you're, for me, like operating in the fullness of God, like our no's have meaning. Do you know what I mean? Like being able to walk away from something is mm-hmm. not because of lack, it's because of fullness. Yes. It's, it's hard to walk away from something that's not bad, right? So, like, or, or, no, it's hard to walk away from something that's good. But isn't right. But it's not, for me, I'll be like, it's just not God. Nothing was wrong. I just knew it wasn't right. And I was like, you know, I got to walk away. Or even just like the heels, like millennium, there was nothing wrong. I, I love that was my my home, my dance home. It was nothing wrong. But God was like, it's just not me where I need you right now. It's good. It's just not God. It's just not God. So I had You're to like right. walk away. That and I was is like, harder. Ooh, okay, God. But the reward is way more lit. That week that I walked away from the heels class, and that was really hard for me. Because that's like my identity. Like all my students were, do you know what I mean? When you go teach again, you're yeah. back from tour. That was like such a part of my identity in the industry. And God was like, lay this down. That same week, <laughs> God, he does stuff like this with me. I got called from one of the number one Christian schools like in California to go choreograph for their kids. And they like paid good. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, yeah. high school money. It was like, it was like what we asked for as choreographers. Wow. And I was like, this is cool. And it aligned to you. 
it aligns to me. And they were like, we want hip hop. I was like, let's go. And I actually started on a team just like those kids. I Then I ended up booking through a woman that has a production company that's a Christian, hollers at me, can you work with my artist? I'm like, yes. Then also I booked this woman empowerment ad. Within that week, I made- There's no coincidence. I was like, because no. I walked away and I couldn't see the, the big teddy bear. You yeah. know how that, yeah, that yeah, meme? Yeah, yeah. And I, I couldn't see uh-huh. it, but God was like, let it go. I got you. And I haven't got even like the official email, but then they hit me up. That same school had a meeting was like, would you be part of our board? I was like, now, you know, I didn't go to college. I'm <laughs> like, I'm just a dancer. They were like, yeah, you're just a working dancer for 20 years and you love Jesus and you spoke life over our kids. We would love to have you. And I was like, and they're like, and we'll go around your tour schedule. I was like, wait, God, what? Okay, I'm just going to walk away from things that are good when they ain't God all the time. <laughs> yes, that's so, a great lesson. Those are powerful. And you're so right, too, because it's easier to walk away when something's blatantly horrible. Mm-hmm. And even that can be hard sometimes because yeah. of fear of, of whatever the pain might be. But when something is good, but just not right, mm-hmm. you, you can settle. Yes. A lot of people are like in marriages and it's like, it's not that the person's bad, right? So like, even in my other situation, both of us would have been settling. So sometimes you just have to walk away from things that are good because there's something way bigger. And I think even like in the dance industry of people, a lot of dancers just say yes to everything, you know? Um, And it feels like you have to when you're low on money, but then you start doing stuff that doesn't align with you spiritually. uh, That's how I felt about doing rap videos. Like, and I love hip hop. I'm a big hip hop head. Some of these things. But I was doing so many videos where I didn't believe in the artist, I didn't believe in the song or the content of it, and it wasn't mm-hmm. making that much money. And I was just like- I don't want to do this. I'm good. Yeah. You know, if we just valued ourselves as artists differently and just trusted the nose, I wonder what we would even get as artists. Do you know what I mean? Like when I was working with Lizzo in mm-hmm. 2019, I'm new to the camp. Yeah. <laughs> one of the dance moves was like this, but not this finger, the uh-huh. other one. And I'm in rehearsal like this. And people were looking at me. I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't cuss. I don't. I don't. And I I just can't. I cannot have Getty images of me with those fingers. I can't at this time in my life. I'm so sorry. Nobody will see. It's so far away. Yeah. (laughs) And the other girls, not all of them, but some of them are like, "Mm, well, you know, she going to probably get fired. You know, dances, they like, Mm -hmm. out of that fear, we have to do everything someone tells us to do. They ended up taking it out. You know, and then like, sweet Lizzo pulled me aside one day. She's like, you know. I believe in Jesus. I was like, oh my gosh, yay. And she's like, if he don't want you to do it, I don't want you to do it. That's so beautiful as a boss for her to give you that grace. She's definitely that person. Like even on the big girl show that we did, Mm -hmm. that one at Emmys, whoop, whoop. um, One of the girls wasn't comfortable doing, they had like a nude shot, you know? And think about like, this is not to put Tyra Banks down. But back in the day, if you told Tyra Banks you weren't going to do something because you didn't feel comfortable, she would have been like, you will never make it in this town. Blah, 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 (laughs) right? Because that was also the culture back then. Lizzo is one of those people that that her camp was like, no, if you're not comfortable, we'll give you a nude bra and underwear. It's no problem. And so two of the girls that felt uncomfortable, they were given that option. If artists spoke up, because I think a lot of dancers were just like, yes, yes. And I'm like, no, like, If I'm not comfortable wearing that, I get to say that. If you want to fire me, then you fire me. And honestly, it would show up in your face. Yes. People can fake a smile, but you can tell. Especially my face. "Mm, They're they're not liking it. Like you can almost see the sadness in somebody's eyes when they're doing a fake smile on vacation. They're like, everything's perfect. (laughs) 
but it's like not really no, crying yeah. in the shower afterwards. You know what I mean? And you could just, you could tell. It's, Why? Why would we yeah. do that? Yeah. For a check? Like, no. I used to back in the day, but now I'm like, no, I'm not comfortable. I can't wear that thong. I can't. I can't. Not that someone else yeah. can't, but I can't because soon. It's not authentic to you. Yeah. Hopefully in like, you know, nine <laughs> months, I'll be a mom. I just have to get, you know, a, yes. whole, a whole situation to do that. Not nine months. I need more than nine months because it takes nine months to actually have the kid. But you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I just, we have to be able to say no. No is so powerful. And how you say no, obviously, is powerful too. And obviously, when you say no, you're going to get some flack. And that's okay. And the worst case scenario is you get fired. But believe in yourself so much that you're like, okay, then God has something else for me. It's not like you got fired because of a bad attitude. You got fired because you said something that didn't feel right for you and the thing that is on your heart, whether you're a believer or not. You know, if you, even people that don't believe in God are uncomfortable doing certain things, but they'll just say yes for a check, you know? And the underlying cause, I think you hit it on the nail, was just a sense of not feeling worthy. Yes. Like I'm not worthy to stand up for my values. Like my values don't matter here. Mm -hmm. So I have to I have to lower what I believe in to survive yep. with this job. Yep. You know, um, for me, it was like, I would be afraid to have fun or post photos of me having fun because I, I was afraid a client are gonna be like, why isn't he editing the video? Da, da, da. Like I would be um. like traumatized to be like, well, I'm not allowed to have any fun until everything is done, right? And it was like, well, I was taking on too many jobs. I wasn't communicating the deadlines properly. And I always felt that like your needs as a video person essentially don't even matter because you have to work 14 hour days and do crazy deadlines. And, and it felt like, you know, weekends having fun. Psh, what are you crazy? You're supposed to be editing all the time, right? There's this whole culture of that. And um, it's funny because it's like when you say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. Like as mm -hmm. I'm saying it right now, I'm like, that's, it sounds stupid, but you can't feel that way. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I understand why you would feel that way because yeah. people will also make you feel that way. Mm -hmm. right? Like, is it ready? Da, da, da. And then that pressure, which you said earlier, yeah. you're someone that you're hard on yourself. You're like, no, I gotta, I gotta get it done. I can't. I, I don't deserve to go have fun today. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> but you do. You have just, you have, you have. <laughs> The, yeah. You are worth to get and have fun every day. Yes. If you want to take an hour just to go have some good time, two yes. hours, or even like, you know what, today I need to take that day. You know, you take that day. It's okay. Yes. We don't let people down, obviously. Like, I couldn't do that probably. Like, if we had a show day, I'm like, you know, Lizzo, I need to take a day. <laughs> she would be like, girl. <laughs> but it's okay to, you know. To take communicate. Yes, communicate. And that comes from worthiness, right? Mm -hmm. Of me feeling like, okay, no, my, in order for me to do great on that video, on Tuesday, I can't also be having a 12 hour day on Monday. So yeah. I, have to, I have to know that like, okay, if I wanna show up at 6 a.m. on an early call time to kill it, mm -hmm. that means I have to get a good night rest. Mm -hmm. I should probably get a massage a day before. I try to yeah. backtrack and say, okay, I deserve to take to nurture myself in these ways so that I can show up for my yeah. best. I used to always assume that like, oh, I'll Superman it. Mm. Like assuming nothing's gonna go wrong. Like sure, I'll do your video. <laughs> sure, sure, I'll, I'll do those. I'll edit on the weekends and it's like, and then you're tired, and then you're late. Then you're like, oh shit, sorry, I forgot to send you that thing. And then, da, da, da. And then girlfriend issues, ha! Ah! And then it's like, and all that stems from just not feeling worthy enough to say no. Mm -hmm. Or to consider myself when I'm even giving deadlines. Like, Yeah. Wait, how old are you? I'm 34 now. Okay. Okay, yeah. So you're yeah. at the age now too. I don't know if you share your age. You yeah. edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> Some people don't share their age, you know? Yeah, it's funny because I, I feel... On one hand, I feel really young, but on the other hand, I feel like I've lived like 10 lifetimes. Like so many chapters of my life had happened, but. <laughs> I've had a lot of chapters, <laughs> let me tell you. So many seasons. Ooh, especially before 2009, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I feel super young right now. I feel the youngest I've ever felt in my life, which mm. is cool. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm What not does it mean youngest. to be young? Um, carefree, like that purity I was talking about earlier. Yes. Like to be able to look at life through a five-year-old lens, but you're an adult. Mm -hmm. So be responsible like adult. You know, all my things are on auto draft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'm still, I'm in that, you know, I had someone in, um, like, because uh, I was in a situation, the situation I was in, and there was someone in that sphere that actually like kind of bullied me for my mm. childlike joy. She would be like, you're very young for your age. You just, eh, you're just dancing around life. And I was like, yes, I am. You're right. What? What is wrong with that? I pay all my bills on time. Like life is good. I got family that love me. And yes, I'm like, do, 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 woo, woo. And a lot of people that don't have that, they don't understand it. And that's okay. I'm going to still keep doing that. And for me, I'm the happiest yeah. I've ever been. I... I, I you should dim your young. light. Yeah, don't what? dim your light for other people. It, but some Inspire people, them with it. Yeah, but some people, you know, it's like, oh, I know, because if that person knows what I'm talking about, um, like, you know, it's like, you know, what's that that wicked witch? She's like, nah, like the light, the water, or whatever. It's like some people, the light, the reaction is like, ah, it's too much. So, you know, I'm going to still be me, but I remember being like, am I immature? And then I questioned it. I was like, I am not immature. I'm just, I, I'm I'm going back to that purity because the closer for me, the closer I've gotten with God, the more childlike I've gotten. And it even says in the Bible to love him like a child. And then mm. we're all his children. So no matter how old we get, we're his children. And so I'm not living for this life, right? I'm living for my eternal life. I'm here. Mm. I'm living life in this life, but I'm living life for that eternal life. And I'm trying to get to that while I'm here. So when I'm in heaven, I can't imagine. I'm going to probably be like, what? Like five years old every day, yeah, you know, the like the life. And it's going to be like, my dress is going to be lit. Like literally it's probably going to be light and shiny. And like, I'm not going to worry about anything. Just like playing. I'll probably be given a job, like go dance with the other kids. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's go dance. You know? So if I could live that point of view now, why wouldn't I? But I get why some people would look at that and be like, is she on her meds today? No, I don't take meds. I don't even smoke weed. I do drink coffee, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's people, they don't understand stuff and they have to, from their own understanding. But I'm now in a place where I don't get offended anymore, which is nice. Cause I used to be like, why are you talking about me? But now I'm like, okay, whatever. You realize that it's their perspective. It's a reflection of how they yeah, look at the world. It's their point of view. People are, are a lot of times judging from their heart, you know? Most times. Yeah. And a lot of people's hearts aren't, unfortunately, they're not like in the best place because also at a time like this, like the society we live in right now, I believe it's like, I mean, I mean, I wasn't alive during some really hard times in history. Like sure. I can't imagine like when the Hitler situation was happening, I'm sure that was right. like a dark time. So imagine during that time and you meet someone that's like, woo, everything's going to be okay. Someone's like, like, this is a dark time, but it's like, no, we got to think like that. Like life is beautiful. There was a film. I want to say it was in it's, Italian, right? It's life, technically kind of never been better. It's ne it's never been better, but it's dark just, in the sense of like mentally yes. what I've noticed because of the Instagram, because of the, the, the instant popcorn gratification yes. and gratification everyone, and then fear porn of just looking at everything that's wrong with the world. It seems like it's all burning down, but it's in the, almost every case, it hasn't been better. Yeah. And, it, and, and, yeah. and I don't know, these kids, the pressure they have, like TikTok, is that all that stuff like so I think if that's why I think your um like your mental health is so important because if you're not like because the enemy will attack the mind right so if you're not 
able to like, no, this is not for me, you know, because everything around us is not the reality. You know, I mean, if I start talking about my religion too much, I know, but like if we don't battle flesh and blood, we battle things in the spirit and like in the spirit, the spirit will attack the mind. And then someone will all of a sudden think they're not good enough by looking at someone else. My mother, who's not a philosopher or whatever, but she said, don't compare yourself and make yourself vain. It'll make you vain and bitter. And I was like, I like that. And it's true because the minute I compare myself, it's either me being vain because who are you to compare yourself to someone else Mm -hmm. or bitter because then you're looking at someone else and you're like, oh, they have this, they have that. And she told me that when I was young and I was like, I'm not going to compare myself because I don't want to be vain and I don't want to be bitter. I like that, right? My mom had, that was a little old school wisdom. She does. She does. And another bar my dad had was, I never had like the sex talk, which I don't know. Maybe I should have. I don't know, but (laughs) I never had it. Um, My mom just looked at me with the fear of God in her eyes. That's for sure. Like, don't be out here. She used to say, don't be out here being a fun time girl. I was like, but I'm fun. And now I know what she meant. Um, (laughs) Woo. But my dad said, you own two things in this lifetime. Everything else can be taken from you. You know what I mean? Like your car, like it could be stolen. God forbid it happens. Like, Mm -hmm. but the two things you own that you have complete control and responsibility that only you have, nobody can manipulate that, is your word and your body. I was like, he was like, I'm just saying. He goes, that little piggy bank you got, someone could snatch that, but they can't snatch your word and they can't snatch your body. Mm. Even now that I'm older, I look at that like, God forbid, you know, there's things that happen like rape, you know? Even in that process, they didn't take it. They tried, but I still own this. You tried to take it, but you can't take anything that I didn't give to you when it comes Mm. to this. You can take my car. I'll get another one, but you can never take this body. Mm. Even if you raped me or lied on me, I know the truth. I know I didn't say that, or I know that I didn't say yes to that. Yes. I still own it. And so those two things were like two of the, both of the sayings of my parents that helped me before I had a relationship with the Lord. And then when I had a relationship with God, I was like, oh yeah, I really own all of this. <laughs> you have a beautiful energy. Oh, thank you. I love that. Thanks. You're great too. I'm enjoying this conversation. Yeah. I mean, we ain't never really talked. Like we out here just talking. Conversation. No, this is great. Like you have such a light about you. Oh, thank you. And I really appreciate this journey that you're on. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like that's going to touch a lot of people. I hope so. Even if it's just a little bit, like that seed, like if I can touch 20 and then those 20 touch 20 and then it's like 20, 20, 20, like Mm -hmm. what's that thing, that Mary Kate stuff? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But like in this way, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think I'm I'm doing good. I just want to make sure on that last Mm. day for me that when I get up there, God goes, you did all you could do. And that's all I want to hear. Like, I don't want him to say you were living for yourself. I don't want that because I know we're in a, some people are going to get at me for this. We're in such a self-care, self-this, and I believe in that. But sometimes it's a little bit too much about ourself. Mm. And a lot of times our self is not healthy. And our desires that we have for ourselves are actually not the desires that God has for us. Yeah, what you want, what you need are two different things. Is what is two different things. So sometimes taking yourself outside of yourself yes. is a lot more powerful 
more fulfilling. Yeah. Now you're right. Cause there's a balance between being at a point where you don't take care of yourself at all and yes. don't consider your emotions. I believe your in self care. Like, let right? me not get For that. Sure. There are people like, but, no but self care. But then there is also a culture in all the memes that mm-hmm. seems like it has a big chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck everybody else. I'm just doing mm-hmm. me. It's like, well, that's also like no new friends. Th- 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 like, that's not the your highest self. <laughs> no. Right. Cause it's one thing to say, hey, I have boundaries mm-hmm. and there's certain kinds of people that. I'm just not going to hang out with anymore. And that's fine. But making it seem like everybody is evil and I'm not going to talk to anybody else ever again. That's a hurt perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Maybe somebody's at that stage, but the the higher stage would be to see the beauty Mm -hmm. in the world. Protect yourself, but to be open to the possibilities that God could have. Mm -hmm. When when you say you feel called for something, Mm -hmm. how do you tune into it? I pray. And now, you know, some people will be like, what do you mean to hear a voice? <laughs> I can hear the voice of God so clear. It's crazy. Um, it's literally, it sounds the same each time. And it's not, it doesn't just like come like, like a multiple personality. That's not, <laughs> I literally, like the other day I was in the shower and I heard him say, you lack nothing. I was like, God, what? He's like, you lack nothing. You have everything that I have for you. And I heard it and I was weeping in the shower. He talks to me in the shower a lot because it's like my quiet time on accident. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, yeah. wait, what? You have this idea for me? Um, I pray about it. And like first I'll sometimes just feel it in my spirit and then I'll hear a confirmation and I'll, I'll pray on it. And I have this little area out here that I love. I have two at, at Malibu beach and over like the lookout. Mm. And I'll just like sit in my car sometimes when I'm like, not sure if it's him or not. Cause it sounds Sometimes I'll be like, God, you want me to do what? <laughs> so I'll like meditate on that word and put on my favorite worship music. And um, yeah, it'll be like a tug on my spirit that I can't shake. And yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a vibration. It, it, it's hard to explain, but when I know I'm doing the right thing, it feels differently. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, trying to discern the voices of God in me. And the voice of my insecurity in me, mm-hmm. right? The, the voice that says what I want, that wants to control everything. Mm-hmm. Let me control my environment so that I get what I want so that I survive. Yeah. And then there's the voice that's like the whisper. That's like, that almost yes. feels like, you know, like when you're on set and everybody's looking at the monitor and somebody's like, hey, we have to fix that light back. Or there's like all these, like, there's like an, an advice team mm-hmm. next to the monitor, right? Looking at it. In my head, I have like those voices, right? And mm-hmm. there'll be that one that whispering. that's like, hey, you know, you should, you should just go home, right? You know that um, there's like from my, it sounds like a the realest voice to me is a whisper. Mm-hmm. It's quiet because whenever it's a shout, oh, it's it, it's the opposite. It, it means I'm already in panic mode. Mm-hmm. I'm in survival mode. I need this now. Mm-hmm. It's like really, that's not mm-hmm. that's not. It feels and I can and I notice that like when I get cranky or when I don't get what I want you know what I mean I'm like why am I being so I'm like oh I'm focused on just what I'm getting okay yeah it's interesting because when it's like for me when I know it's not God it's the I become Mm -hmm. the other one the mm, my flesh or my flesh it's like a mischievous sound too it's like just go do it wait and then I'll hear do not do that just soft it's so it's so crazy how you can discern the two because sometimes I'll have this rush. And sometimes God wants me to move fast. He'll be like, I need you to go do it now. But it's in that tone. That's uh, that, that's, that's like now. an urgency, but not a rush. Yes, exactly. Urgency means I love that do it word. now. Mm-hmm. But you you don't have to like, you could be so in a rush to go across the street to get hit by a car. That part. Yeah, because yeah. the enemy, 
ooh, he'll have you do stuff because he wants you distracted from what God wants for you. Because even when God had called me to come back here, it was like urgent. Like, I need you to go now. I was like, God, you play too much. Because I was ready to go back in 2016. Why you ha- you told me to stay in New York? He's like, I need you to stay. And now I need you to go. I was like, but it was calm. And I was like, he's like, just go. Call your friend Mikey. I was like, Mikey? He's like, yeah, I got an extra room. I was like, but what are my best friends? I was like, a roommate. I've been living on my own. He was like, just go. I need you to just go. You don't have time to go find a place. Like, just go. And you didn't have an external reason to come. You were no, just called to come nothing. back to LA. It was like, just go back. I have a new thing for you. I was like, a new thing. It's my husband. What's what? what, what? <laughs> it wasn't. And then, um, yeah. And it was like two weeks after I came out here was I booked Lizzo. And I, I had a dance audition in like three years. I was like doing little dance jobs here and there. Because also there's not a lot of commercial work in New York. Right. And I was like. What? And it it was such a new thing because that has been such a new thing. Like I've never had a dance job like this in my whole career. And I never thought it existed. Especially when you think as a dancer, you're you're we're taught to believe that there's only a window where you can be in front of the camera. Yes. Then after that you better be a creative director Stop. or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like your almost like perfect opportunity came at this stage it's 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 crazy meant to be and if i hadn't listened to that and was just like oh this is just my thoughts i'm gonna stay in new york because i was making a lot of money in new york because they mm. pay teachers very well in new york like City. a bdc and those kind of yeah, places yeah bdc or... perry dance yeah. Ailey, all those places privates and things like i was making right technically more than a dancer right you know and so i was like but the joy that i get in dancing it's so crazy like uh, I'll be saying like, even if I'm a millionaire, someone was like, oh, you want to come on tour? I would probably go on tour. Like I. Well, that's the benefit of actually being uh, an abundant financially. I love it's it. It's not to say that you're above things, but it's yes. that you have the freedom of choice. Yes. And even like me, I've always been pretty smart with my money. I'm not right. frugal. Like on our last tour, I didn't go shopping one day. I Good never went. you. Yeah. I know dancers that blew Listen, all their money on tour. N- never. That blew like 80 racks it's, on a tour. It and don't I'm make like, no sense. What? My dad said, you better save 25% of that and invest it somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, don't do that. So, yeah, I literally went shopping on the last day of tour because I saw one of my favorite sites had 75% off. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I spent like 200 bucks after a whole tour on the last day. Right. I bet it felt nice, though. It felt nice. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have key outfits for Christmas. (laughs) And then that's it. And that's a beautiful balance, though, because I think sometimes when we try to be so, quote, unquote, spiritual, they were like, I don't need anything material. Yeah. It's like, but, wait a minute. Material things can be nice if you're getting them for the right reasons. Yes, out of humility. Because listen, my, yes. God, my my father is the king. He wants me to be out here like a princess. Like we and suppo- for your reasons. Yes. And N- to have, not to be perfect for an audition. No, just to feel good. Like yes. he wants, no father doesn't want their children to have everything they need. Mm-hmm. So if my father and he- my dad here is like that, I can't imagine how my father up yes. there is. So if he gives me an idea and I don't move on that, then I'm not going to get it. But if he gives me an idea and he's like, I'm going to provide, like he he's given me this idea recently and I'm just like, okay, God. And he's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, you lack nothing. Cause he's like, this will, this is going to actually make you a millionaire. Look at, we said it right now. So let's say three years from now, let's see what happens. Oh, I oh, I already feel it. It's funny because you're actually already resonating like a millionaire. Like, you know how they used to have that old saying that's like, um, don't dress for the job you got, dress for the job you want. 
Mm. But it's also don't resonate for the job you have. Resonate for the job you want. Oh, I like right? that. I never heard that. It, it, you're already you seem overqualified. Like you're already a millionaire, but your money is just in other people's accounts. It is. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, uh, they're going to get a desire for something that you want. They want to go Ooh. to your show or I go to your classes. It. And it's going to, and I, this thought just came to me. You know how a lot of times we think that like, okay, oh, God is helping me manifest this thing for me. I think it's the opposite. We're manifesting things for God. Period. That like when when people have an idea for like a song or a vision or whatever, an idea for anything for a church, right? That is God wanting it mm -hmm. and saying, you know what? I think this thing should be built. I'm gonna put this desire on like these these people here, and if they don't act on it, I'm gonna give it to somebody else. Because you know that happens when like you have an idea and then you don't act on it, and then mm -hmm. months later somebody else has you. Like I was just thinking mm -hmm. of that, and that's it's that like, urgency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that urgency, not rush, but urgency. Like I need you. And then when he sees mm -hmm. you moving, it's not about, but it's about consistently yes. moving. He's gonna bless that, and the next thing people are gonna look and be like, "Wait, what? Yes. How did this?" How did this person just win an Emmy? They was out here five, six, seven, eight in. Like, or how did this person just mm -hmm. build this multi-million business mm -hmm. online? Or how did this person just start this, this, and this and that? It's like, oh, because God told me to move and I moved. And I think it's also in how we interpret the events that happened. Because there was a lot of moments in my career where I thought it was going to be a big break. Oh, I'm mm. about to get this one major music video where we can finally make money, or we're finally gonna go to, and then it didn't work out. Or we start building a company, and then right, and all these quote unquote failures, but they all happened perfectly, mm -hmm. perfectly, because each quote failure or lesson taught me things to where now I'm creating something that I feel the most fulfilled by. Financially, it's doing the best, and it's actually Come helping on. people. And, and I and I. And like you said, like, I just don't want to do things that don't align with it anymore, yeah. right? And But I had to look at the failures as valuable. Mm -hmm. That's part of having faith. Even if somebody is not religious, just like even from mm -hmm. a strategic standpoint, right? Look at everything as valuable, mm -hmm. right? Like I remember uh, before the pandemic, I uh, essentially lost all my money. Mm -hmm. uh, Business partner issues that happened, wow. ex-girlfriend issues that right happened. Right before COVID? Right before COVID. Ooh. Um, you know, had, you know, lost equipment, didn't have a camera, my computer broke, lost my savings, got evicted from an apartment. Like essentially wow. just, because I had known intellectually, save money. Conceptually, I got it. I could mm -hmm. talk and sound like I knew what the fuck I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But in practice, I wasn't living it. Mm -hmm. Right? And then pandemic happened and I lost everything. And... Moved to a studio apartment, and then uh, they gave the uh, uh, rent eviction moratorium to where they said you couldn't get evicted because if you didn't pay rent. They, they mm. did this thing to where... Oh, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah, I remember. Right? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's... If there was ever a time to invest in myself, this is it. <laughs> so I just had faith that I was like, you know what? I'm going to collaborate with people and make it a win-win to where we make money together, and it's going to serve, and it's going to help people somehow, some way. And I just didn't pay month rent for like eight months mm. and just invested in creating these projects with my friends. And then literally at the end of it, it popped off, mm -hmm. oh, wow. made a bunch of money, paid back all my debt, moved that. to a new place, started a company, that's have a studio, money. have a whole team, like literally, but it all, I had to lose everything. Mm -hmm. I had to, 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 to be at eat on Magnolia crying, you know, with Yanni and she had to loan me some money to where literally I was just like, I can't believe my resume 
is like this, but here I am broke mm-hmm. and I know better. And that was the worst part. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, and I, I, know, I better. know better, but it needed to happen. And it's then I was so like, good. now I'm like, thank God I got evicted. Thank God I, I felt that pain because it showed me this is what it's like when I'm not being my best self. Yeah. You know, there's a saying in the Bible, it says that it's hard for the rich to inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. I never really understood that until I was around wealth. Because mm. sometimes when people have everything, all they can see is the things that they have and not the things that they need. Mm-hmm. And when we lose everything, we start to see what we need. Yes. Because then we have nothing to rely on but God. And I know that that's what's happened to me in certain situations. And it's like the power of loss. The power of loss. And, you know, there's also it's my favorite verse, verse is Romans 8, 28, is that all things work together for good for those that are called according to his purpose. And that is so true. And just hearing your story, like all those things were for good because it was for his purpose to get you where you're at right now and to get you where you're going. Yes. And like that's powerful when you really believe in those simple sayings that are actually really powerful. And even... You know, I heard God say like this year, he's like, this year I am, I'm going to financially bless you. And he's like, three years from now, you're going to look back at this moment and be like, what? He's like, and I almost like upgraded my apartment and Mm -hmm. God's like, no. I said, but I have, he said, no, because I want you to live like the queen that you are in heaven but the servant that you are like Jesus. I was like, and he made me think of like in the spirit, when I walk in rooms, I'm royalty. Like how I was talking about in the spirit world, like the things that we can't see. So when I walk in a room, because I know, and I identify as a child of God, I literally look like how I'm going to look in heaven, Mm. which is, I got everything. And the, you know, the demons and all that, they they see that and they're like, and that's why sometimes there'll be opposition. But I'm going to be like Jesus where, I lack nothing. I need nothing. Make people, oh, what do you need? No, I'm good. I just need what I need in this season because God was like, we're going to live for um, generational wealth because you just upgrading your apartment is not for your children's children. He's like, we're living outside of ourselves because this world will get us so caught up in, but I want the nicer car and I want the nicer apartment because I can have it. Technically, I look at my big account, I could get it. But is that going to bless my children's children? No. And is that going to bring you the happiness that you need? No. It's so so, um, easy to think that until you've actually made the money and tried the luxury stuff, Mm -hmm. then it really makes sense. Because when you're broke and you're saying money doesn't make you happy, you're like, okay, maybe. But then it's like, then when you make the money, you do the luxury stuff and you're like, oh, I'm still depressed even with Mm -hmm. this thing. It's like, oh, it doesn't mean... No money is going to make you happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can use money for good, but mm-hmm. it's not the thing. If you can't feel godly now, if you can't be in that presence when you get here it, and now, it's not going to make you happy. Wh- what did, can you only be your queen when you have a luxury apartment? Mm-hmm. Then, then the apartment's making you. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're being crowned by the apartment that could be taken yeah. away. It was weird this year at the top of the year because financially I was I'm good. He was like, I want you to do a financial fast. I was like, what? Because my friend, she was talking about doing it. And I was like, oh, that's fun. He was like, I want you to do it too. I was like, and it was basically, I could only buy my groceries and pay my bills. No Starbucks, no getting my nails done. Plus my nails are like this. (laughs) Like nothing. He was like, "You my girl Lucy, I'm a clean freak, but my girl Lucy, she be coming through. Mm -hmm. He's like, none of it. And I was like, okay. And the reason why he wanted me to do that was he was like, do you see how good you have it? I was like, I didn't even realize how good I had it. Like I thought I did till I was doing that. He's like, some people can't afford to get Starbucks every day. Some people can't have that. 
but you're now you're walking in that and you're still being the same because like when you fast, you can't be like, oh, I'm fasting. I can't get Starbucks. You still just have to be excited. And so God had me walk in that in the beginning of the year. He's like, because now when I'm about to bless you even more, I still want you to be that mindset, but you're going to have more. And I also believe that God's children, we can get a nice bag. We can get a nice house, but it's not because we need like how you were saying, like it's the context the worth that it's coming out from. of that. Yeah. My worth <clears throat> is not out of these things that I have. My worth is what I'm doing. And I'm so gl- grateful that I have these things. And now I get to bless other people. There's like this book in the Bible. It's Proverbs 31. I love it so much. It's basically about like a wifey. And, uh, you know, when I read that in this season, I was like, wow, she was such a hard worker. It says she bought a vineyard. It says that she gave to the people and her servants and the poor. I was like, that is what wealth is for. So that when you have this wealth, everyone around you was blessed and not like that blessed that we see in the world. Like we going out, we going to get lit. We going to go to the party. We go, not that type of blessed. It's like, if I'm in a state, cause I bought a vineyard, which today now would be yeah. like, I had property right, right, right. <laughs> or a business or both or whatever. whatever. Everyone in my around me, my family, my children, my friends, like they're taken care of. And then them seeing me walking that while being humble is only going to spark it to do it for them. Because if I'm able to bless someone else by not just my words, but my actions and in a humble way, that's going to start an effect in a, a fire, like just like, like, woo. And then we all going to be lit. <laughs> and that's the best feeling. Yeah. Contributing, being yeah. a giver. 100%. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I mean, and, and it's so funny because I like started just I'm doing, working on this other stuff that will give me money. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start a nonprofit too. My dad was like, no, he's a financial advisor. Not that he doesn't believe yeah. in it. He's like, you got to focus on this first. And I was like, no. He was like, don't be taking out a business loan for your nonprofit. Okay. I was like, Tad, I'll just, I tithe. I give 10% to my church. So I'll just take some of that tithing money and like figure it out. I'll start a GoFundMe. I promise I won't like touch my finances. He's like, bet. And I get why he said what he said, but I was like, what's bad with me just giving before I even get a bunch? Like I have that much faith that I'm going to start sewing into this stuff before I get the other stuff because that other stuff is only going to bless this nonprofit more because mm. I'd made a promise. I was like, I'm not going to touch. You know how you can like make money still from a nonprofit? Yeah. I was like, whatever this is, I'm never going to make money. Mm. Now, people that go fly to like Africa for me to do it. Yeah, you have to pay those people because right. they're gone for two weeks and that yeah. kind of stuff. But like the end goal that I have for that, I was like, I'm going to be making so much money doing this that this is just going to be like a dupe de doop And I was like, I just want to start it now. Like, why not? And he's like, oh my God, my daughter's crazy. Just trying to save the world. (laughs) But yeah, that's me. (laughs) So You really are a beautiful spirit. Thank you. You are too. Thank you for (laughs) coming and sharing. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know how long we've been talking for already? No. 90 minutes. Shut the front door. it's been flowing. Ah! Oh my gosh, that's I know long. you do have to teach tonight. So I do. It's five forty right now. That's perf. So maybe we can end this one here. Uh huh. Um, but honestly, I felt like we could have kept going for. I mean, hours. I'm down. I'll like, come back. Yes, I want to like get more of my this, the spiritual updates. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm for real. Like I'm, I'm for real too. Yeah, I love it. I had so much fun. Transformation, spiritual phases, the stage that you're on. It's, I like it a lot. Thank and that's you. part of the purpose of this podcast is to share stuff that people are learning with the audience so thank you thank you for having me yeah. i had fun i don't you know i've never done one of these really never oh, you're a natural you should have your own <laughs> no oh my gosh that will stress me out <laughs> oh my god you share your message to everybody <laughs> one thing at a time if i feel called i'm gonna call you because okay. i'm literally like he knows what he's doing <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, Charlene, it's been a, a blessing having you here. Thank you. Thank it's you been for a blessing sharing your story. Here. Thanks. Thanks for letting me share. 